0: Can God change your life in the next 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. For the next half hour, you're going to learn how the Jewish roots of your Christian faith can bless you today. When you begin to understand how Jewish Jesus and the New Testament really are, your Bible's gonna come alive in a whole new way. With insightful teachings and anointed guests, you'll discover how the Old and the New Testaments are woven together. How Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. It's all just ahead here on Jewish Voice. Well, Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to discover the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you should stand with Israel. I'm Rabbi Jonathan Burness. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm so excited to talk to you about what I believe is one of the most prophetic events in the entire Bible, and that's Passover, or in Hebrew, Pesach. This is for many a Jewish celebration and Jews around the world will be celebrating this shortly. But I wanted to talk with you about this early before Passover actually takes place. So you'll consider observing Passover this year. You at home have Jewish friends, you have neighbors, you have co-workers. And this is an incredible opportunity and share how Yeshua, Jesus, is the Passover lamb and actually fulfills this watershed event. But more importantly, for those of us in Messiah, for every believer, for you watching at home, this is a prophetic event and an evangelistic opportunity. So we read about this cycle in Leviticus chapter 23, where we see that the cycle of feasts, or Moedim, or appointed times, are divided into two sets of feasts. The first are the spring feasts. They take place in the spring, the beginning of the Jewish calendar. Then there's a gap, and then there's three fall feasts. Why the division and why the gap? And the answer is they're all prophetic, that prophetically point to the first coming of the Messiah with a gap, and then point to the return of the Messiah. So these feasts are so relevant for all of us, for every one of you that has a relationship with Jesus, or we like to call him here by his Hebrew name, Yeshua. So let's look specifically at Passover. And I want to put it on the screen for you. Exodus chapter 12, in verse 3, that the whole congregation of Israel on the tenth day of this month is to take a lamb for his family, one lamb for the household, but if the household is too small for a lamb, then his nearest neighbor is to take it according to the number of people. Your lamb is to be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. You know what we have here, everyone? We have the gospel message in the book of Exodus. What did John see when he looked over the Jordan and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You know what he saw? He saw the Passover Lamb in the person of Yeshua, in the person of Jesus. He, remember, grew up in the home of a priest. He celebrated his whole life, this feast of Passover, and tended to that lamb that had to be selected without blemish and spot. What's blemish and spot talking about? It's a prophetic picture of the Lamb of God, Jesus, who was to be without sin. What are we told? That he who was without sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Listen up. You're righteous today because he who was without sin became sin for you, that you might be made the righteousness of God in him. I don't care how you feel. You are the righteousness of God in him because Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover lamb, died for you. He was without blemish. He was without spot. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad for that in the studio audience? Isn't it amazing that he became sin for us? So no spot, no blemish. The lamb was carefully selected to be perfect. Let's read on in the Exodus story. They're to kill the lamb, the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel. Look at it with me in verse 6. Is to slaughter it at twilight. And then they're to take the blood and put it on the doorpost and then the crossbeams of the houses where they eat it. So let me give you the picture of what's happening here. They've fallen in love with this lamb, this little lamb without spot, without blemish. A lamb that's in the prime of life. And now the whole congregation of Israel is slaughtering the lamb at the same time. Do you know when Jesus was sacrificed at Calvary? In the same moment that the congregation of Israel was slaughtering their Passover lambs, he died on the cross for us. Do you think that's a coincidence? No, it's a God incidence. This is prophecy being fulfilled. This is the feast of Passover being fulfilled. The lamb without blemish, the lamb without spot was killed by the whole congregation of Israel. And I need to stop and make a point here. Notice that it says the whole congregation killed the lamb. For 2,000 years now, We have, as a a people, the people of Israel have suffered at the hands of those that called themselves Christians because they blamed us for killing their Messiah, for killing their Savior. That is the basis of replacement theology. The idea that the Jews were responsible for killing Jesus, and so now God is finished with the Jewish people. It's a lie. And we see that in the Passover story. The whole community is responsible. But I want you to celebrate Passover this year. And more than just Passover, I want you to celebrate a messianic Passover in your home. And I want you to invite your Jewish friends to celebrate with you and to learn about Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel and Savior for the world. We'll be right back with more on why Passover is so relevant to you today. We'll be right back.
1: Would you like a way to bring God's blessings to your family and friends? Then you need Rabbi Jonathan Bernice's new book, The Spring Feasts and Purim. Rabbi Bernus sheds new light on often overlooked scriptures to show how the biblical spring feasts are relevant to you today. Order the Spring Feasts and Him by Rabbi Jonathan Bernus, and we'll sow two important resources into your life, his Final Footsteps DVD and 24-day Devotional. Journey through Jerusalem with Rabbi Bernus as he retraces Jesus' final day. Use the devotional to deepen your faith. We'll also add our quarterly Jewish voice to Magazine, Or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more, and we'll add this stunning messianic Passover kit with everything you need to conduct your own Passover Seder meal. This exclusive monthly partnership TV offer is not available anywhere else. When you become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more, you bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4146 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2005 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today.
0: Welcome back. I'm so excited today. I'm jumping out of my skin because I'm talking about Passover. Passover is one of the most prophetic events in the Bible. It's the first feast of the Moedim, or the, it's the Moed, the appointed time of the Lord. And it begins the cycle of annual feasts in Leviticus 23, the feasts of the Lord, the Feast of Israel, feast that all prophetically point to Jesus as the Messiah this was such an important feast it was a pilgrimage feast that means that the men had to travel on foot not on by car but on foot all the way up to Jerusalem to worship in the temple and i talked about the story of passover in exodus chapter 12 the specific details that everyone was to take a lamb without blemish. That lamb, prophetically, is a picture of the Lamb of God that would come 1,500 years later to take away the sins of the world. And, of course, I'm talking about Jesus. We call him by his Hebrew name Yeshua, which means God's salvation or God saves. The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus, Yeshua, who was without blemish, who was without spot, who lived a sinless life and then gave himself for us. And I shared in the last segment that he was sacrificed at Calvary at the same moment that the lambs were being sacrificed, that the lambs were being slaughtered by the whole house of Israel, something they had done for 1,500 years in expectation of the greater redemptive act of the Messiah. So let's go back to Exodus chapter 12, and I want to read on. Verse 7, you're to take the blood and put it on the two doorposts, and on the crossbeams of the houses where you eat it, they are to eat the meat that is roasted with fire, with matzah and bitter herbs, they are to eat it. And so what happens here is that the blood of the sacrificed lamb is applied to the doorposts, of their houses and on the basin or on the base of the house on the lentils of the house and then the lamb is roasted by fire and then they're entering into their homes and they're eating the Passover meal we call that the Seder now let me point out a few things prophetically first of all the house now is covered with the blood the door is now covered on all sides by the blood, and then they enter in through the door. What does that remind you of? Does it remind you of what Jesus said about himself? Yeshua said, I'm the door. What door was he talking about? He was talking about the door of the Passover, surrounded by his blood. So what happened is they would enter through this door, covered by blood, And they would eat three things. They would eat the lamb, the roasted lamb, and roasting is symbolic of judgment. The lamb is coming under the judgment of God. Yeshua came under the judgment of God when he laid down his life as the lamb of God, right? So we have the lamb shank to represent the lamb, the roasted lamb. The second thing that they would eat is matzah, Here's matzah, and interestingly, and I talk about this in the resources, we're going to send you three matzot, three boards of matzah, call these boards, they're just stiff boards, there's no yeast in this, are put together, and the middle one is going to be broken during the Seder meal that Jews observe in their homes. This is a matzah tash, it simply binds together three pieces of matzah. What do those three matzahs represent? Well, you're going to learn about it in the materials we're going to send you. But this is matzah. Let's look at it. It has no yeast in it, so it's flat. It's just—it's pretty tasteless. It has stripes in it, reminding us that by his stripes we are healed. It's pierced. He was pierced for our iniquities, both in his hands and his feet. And the most important thing is that without yeast, it's symbolic of no sin. Because Paul equates yeast to sin. A little sin, a little leaven, leavens the whole lump. It's talking about sin. They ate the matzah. Why? Because they left Egypt in haste, so the bread didn't have time to rise. And then the third thing that they would eat inside of their homes, covered with the blood, is bitter herbs. And we have horseradish, and it is strong. I'm going to let some of you taste it, in the studio audience, and you at home, hey, hold on, I'm gonna feed it to you now through the TV. We're not <laughs> at that technology yet, but this is bitter herbs. And you eat, they ate the three together. They ate three things, lamb, matzah, and bitter herbs. And while that was going on, what was happening outside of their homes? The 10th plague was taking place, the angel of death Was passing through the land of Egypt, killing the firstborn male. It was in direct retribution to the Pharaoh who was killing the firstborn male Israelites. But when he saw the blood, when the angel of death saw the blood, verse 12, he passed over that home. The blood provided the covering. The blood caused the angel of death to pass over the household and spare the firstborn. They were inside eating. They were inside fellowshipping with God as the plague of death came through the land of Egypt. Do you see the picture? It's the gospel in the book of Exodus. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that the pronouncement of death is over all who dwell in Egypt, everyone in the world. I want to tell you today, the wage of sin is death. God sees everything, and the wage of sin is death. All have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Doesn't the scripture say that? That's the good news, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But for those who have the blood not applied to the doorposts of their ho- of their house but the doorposts of their heart the angel of death but now it's the angel of eternal death passes over us why because we have eternal life we have the blood of the lamb applied to the doorposts of our heart and that's the good news i want you to hear about the resources that will enable you very simply to hold a Passover Seder this year. So take a look. And then when we come back, Danya Greenberg will join me with an amazing Passover story. Don't go away.
1: Would you like a way to bring God's blessings to your family and friends? Then you need Rabbi Jonathan Bernice's new book, The Spring Feasts and Purim, Rabbi Bernus sheds new light on often overlooked scriptures to show how the biblical spring feasts are relevant to you today. Order the Spring Feast and Purim by Rabbi Jonathan Bernis, and we'll sow two important resources into your life, his Final Footsteps DVD and 24-day devotional. Journey through Jerusalem with Rabbi Vernis as he retraces Jesus' final day. Use the devotional to deepen your faith. We'll also add our quarterly Jewish Voice Today magazine or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more and we'll add this stunning Messianic Passover kit with everything you need to conduct your own Passover Seder meal this exclusive monthly partnership TV offer is not available anywhere else when you become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more you bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month that's 12 people each year The need is urgent, so please call now and specify offer 4146 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2005 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Call, click, or write to us today.
0: Welcome back. And this is our special Passover program, and Donya Greenberg, president of the Tree of Life Bible Society, is with me. And I'm telling you, we're talking about a prophetic event. I think the watershed prophetic event in the scriptures.
2: Absolutely. I was so amazed when you were sharing about the Passover and, and what it means to us. When you were asking, um, when we're asked to, to celebrate people, celebrate Passover, and you wanted us to do that in our homes, why is it so important that Jews celebrate in their home setting?
0: Donnie, I think many Christians think, well, that's a Jewish thing. That's good for them. But this is an event for believers in Messiah to remember that Jesus is the Passover lamb and what that means, and not forget the disciples didn't have a last supper, a last Christian supper. They were eating a Passover Seder meal, different than what we do today, but a passover seder meal and i think it's important for every christian to understand how to do this because it's really easy
2: Well, do you remember like how shocked I was when i was at your house and you invited us over for passover mark and i and we're celebrating the last supper like i was i I was brought up catholic i'm sitting there going "We're, we're celebrating the last supper as a passover seder like it didn't even occur to me that like when I was given a, a little stuffed lamb as a kid on Easter, that it had anything to do with Judaism.
0: Like did, did I never it, made that it,
2: connection. And, and
0: So it brought it together for you as a former Catholic. What did it do for Mark as a, as a, as a Jewish believer?
2: First of all, when we got married and had kids, we, we decided we had to celebrate Passover. And that thing you said about studying for the four questions, then it says, why is this night different than all other nights? It literally changed eternity. When Jesus showed up, when Yeshua showed up, when Messiah came, it changed the world. And so when Jewish people year after year after year celebrate Passover and the child is, it says, it actually says in the Bible that you're supposed to, when your children says, why is this night different than all other nights? You celebrate this at home with your children and your family and it's like a dinner theater. Like, when we celebrate Christmas at home, right, it's...
0: That's a good analogy. But it really is. It's a dinner theater with a full meal. With a
2: full meal and the Bible. I mean, how much more can you share with your family? Like, aren't you, wouldn't you love a way to be able to get your whole family around the dinner table, celebrate, literally taste
0: and see that the Lord is good? Think about this. It's not only is a dinner theater, but more excitingly, it's an evangelistic dinner theater. You invite Jewish friends, and they're getting a full meal and the gospel. All
2: right, then I'm going to have to just tell you this, because I think this is the (laughs) coolest thing about Passover, and it took me a lot of years celebrating before I made the connection. Like, there's four cups during Passover, right? There's four different cups, which are kind of like the guideposts through the meal, right? There's the cup before, there's the cup afterwards, there's there's four. But where did they get the idea of coming up with four cups? So it's found in Exodus 6.6. And the reason I'm going to mention it is because it literally is the salvation story, just like you said. And, and for me, it makes it really easy to celebrate Passover when you realize why you're doing it. It says here, because I was talking about the covenant with Abraham, it says, it says, I am Adonai, the Lord says. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. Yet my name, Adonai, I made myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan and the land of their pilgrimage where they journeyed. Furthermore, I've heard the groaning of Bnei Israel, the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians are keeping in bondage. So I remembered my covenant. Therefore say to them, this is the four, I am Adonai and I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I'll deliver you from bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. And I will take you as my people. So the four Mm. cups that you celebrate, like in the Haggadah, You know, like, because for the record, I don't know about y'all, but, like, reading the whole Bible, I've just got the craziest testimony. My daughter was, I think, six years old. First Passover at our house. I emptied my house of furniture. I put my couches on the porch. I bought dinnerware for 24 people and had an enormous Seder. I had everyone sitting down, I had all the elements, I had all the cups, I had everything. I did everything you're supposed to do to have the perfect Jewish Seder for my husband and his family. And then it gets to the time where my daughter asks the questions. I said, said, said Mandy, so you know, tell us about Passover. She opened up her Bible, described the entire story of Passover in about five minutes, and closed it and was done. At, at seven years old, my children already had known because they lived it didn't just hear it and in Sunday Danya, this,
0: this is the command of scripture, and it's true not just for Jews, but for all Christians, for everyone who believes that we're to impart this to our children and to our grandchildren. The word of God is to be handed down. The word of God is to be taught. We do it around the Sabbath table. We're supposed to do it with our kids, and the Seder is the greatest opportunity to do that. And look, it's so simple. This has everything. It's that this is the Kagata to tell. That's what it means, to tell. To tell. And you just follow along with it, and it tells you how Jesus is the Passover lamb.
2: So there's an order.
0: And the Messiah.
2: There's an order to the understanding of Messiah's sacrifice. You understand that he loves you, that he pulled us out of slavery and created a nation of his very own. And when he did that, it, it changes your understanding of how important you are to him. That your salvation matters to him. And every year we celebrate it. And maybe it's for some people, you know, for most Jewish people, it's the only time they've been thinking about God all year long. And you have an opportunity to invite him into your home yeah. and share the gospel with it, them. It
0: is the be- It is a dinner theater for the saved and the unsaved. Oh, man, the time is flying by. Maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. We're talking about sharing the gospel, and you haven't yet made that commitment yourself The Bible says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's right. All you have to do is to call upon the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, please help me. Change me. I want to live for you. And he will hear your prayer. If you have questions, if you have prayer needs, I want you to know that we're here for you. You can log on to our website. It's very simple. It's just jewishvoice.tv. That's simple, jewishvoice.tv. TV. Here's the message I want to leave you with. Every one of you, whether you know the Lord or not, mm. God loves right. you. Right. And so do we. I want to thank Danya Greenberg for joining us today. And as we close the program, I want to remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's what Psalm 122.6 says, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And on top of that, you'll prosper. May they prosper who love thee. And by the way, speaking of Jerusalem, we're going to Jerusalem. We'll be in Israel this May for the 70th anniversary of Israel State. we're going to be here on the day that Israel became a nation 70 years ago. The U.S. Embassy is being moved to Jerusalem Believe me, it's safe. You may have been hearing in the media, it's not safe. It is very safe. And you need to be with us in Israel the moment, 70 years from the moment that it happened. Please
3: join us and our family. Here's how. Don't miss the Jewish Voice Ministries Celebrate Israel 2018 tour of the Holy Land. Join Jonathan Burness as he celebrates the 70th anniversary of Israel's statehood. You'll follow the footsteps of Yeshua, Jesus, and actually walk where the Messiah walked. You'll explore amazing biblical sites, including Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Mount of Olives, and Garden Tomb. You'll visit fascinating archaeological sites, the Holocaust Museum, and even the tunnels under the Temple Mount. You'll get insightful on-the-spot teaching from Rabbi Jonathan Burness that will deepen your biblical understanding. You can even renew your marriage vows on the Sea of Galilee or be baptized at the Jordan River. Don't miss the 2018 Jewish Voice Ministries Celebrate Israel 2018 Tour of the Holy Land. For more information, log on to our website, jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel. That's jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel today.
0: For more information, you can log on to our website, jewishvoice.tv, and then forward slash Israel. Again, jewishvoice.tv forward slash Israel to get more information. Until next time, I'm Rabbi Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you.